Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! You off, tell us a joke about dicks In the mix you got the desk not telling you where it's at Stephen Gord, oh my lord, bowing down to bone bat Podcasting your asses in nerdy masterful classes Speak the speak of the geek to all the internet masses Take your glasses off the set, I'm dropping bombs on your dome In your home, pull your bootstraps up, it's time to burn chrome Dirty jokes from the nerdy blokes Chewing on them Kirby loads Of that quirky counterculture wrapped up in their wordy show B-movie holy men, wombat metalhead Politics, amen, independent artist friends Renaissance guys of the full fan spectrum Nonchalant notables break through the bedlam of bullshit Quick wit, crickets of the populace Vulcan with some Romulus Rolling prime like Optimus tell so much about a person from the way they live. Just looking around here, I can tell you're a genuinely dirty person. Where's your garbage? Your body is a rooster, the size of a man, the cock at the walk with the cup of don't Originator of anything. Jokes I post and always dope, at least they interesting. The cock of the walk, look in your eyes when we talk. So you don't notice all the garbage, you just notice the hot. It's just the thought. Maybe each of us is missing our true call. Bang around your 30s like your life was a pinball. Spending early mornings on your knees, just praying this shit's going viral, even only in the Philippines. This is just me and the homeboys doing stuff. Swear to God on every track, we hope it's good enough. If all this some junk, making something from the dust. It knows I gives a fuck if only cause you gave us a buck. So guess what? To find a time, you gotta go through all the rough. And if you you would do and wish you luck Say your prayers, take your vitamins And be sure to eat right This track it ain't the best But it might get me on late night I think that someday I'll finally get started This track is okay I like this hot garbage 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 Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 168 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? 
Well, I know how much you love to hear about the animals in my uh, in my house and in my life. Yeah, nothing Please better. Please tell me about cats, man. Yeah. That's why I come to the so, internet. That's right, man. This is totally internet-friendly podcast. I'm all set up. I got my, my mic plugged in. I got my earphones plugged in. I got a power cord plugged in, so we're not going to lose power. And who should appear but a frisky kitten who wants to fuck with all the cords right now. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. Yeah, so, you know, if I suddenly uh, disappear, you'll know this what happened. This wouldn't be one of the frisky kittens that you were fostering for a while, and they were going to They were going to definitely leave. They weren't going to be not in your house adopt. by fall. Yeah, totally adopted both of them. Sucker. I know. I know, but they're so cute, Bill and Ted. Every week they're going to be, yeah, wait till they get to be big, fat, old cats. And, you know, you start looking at those newer kittens. I still have the big fat old cat too, though. <laughs> She's just like a grumpy old woman now with these young cats running around. I swear, all she needs is like Fox News on, and she'd be set. She just sits there and bitches. Get out of my cat box! I don't understand. So my world is changing. Shaking young her paw cats. You're a different color than I am. Ah! Yeah, I can little, understand. Little cats don't give a crap about. They don't. They're like what? Hey, whatever move right. so it's yeah, been so a minute since we recorded it has and of course a, a major event has happened in both of our lives the release of the new clutch cd <laughs> absolutely which, which we'll talk about later but you know this was supposed to be my intro to the show before the cat of destruction showed up you got your clutch cd way before i got mine because i waited to go down to my local independent record store music store to buy it and I had a really weird time travel thing happen. I get there, I go, I would like to buy the new Clutch CD, please, as I do every time a new Clutch CD is released. And the lady behind the counter goes, oh, we're sold out. I'm like, oh, golly, that's too bad. She's like, yeah, we only we only got one copy because usually people come and they don't buy CDs anymore. They buy records. They buy vinyl. Really? Really. Huh. <laughs> like, Huh. That's did, so odd. Silver Platters had like a dozen <laughs> copies. Yeah. Well, they like should have sent one more down CDs. here. They, made, they had the album too. They had vinyl. But they had yeah. a dozen CDs sitting there. I bought one. Well, apparently in my town, the thing to do is buy vinyl. Since I've sold my vinyl collection and have no vinyl left in my life, <laughs> unless it's like a vinyl sticker. Yeah. I don't, I don't have much. I've got a... I don't know. I've got a couple of crates still of stuff like... I got rid of the vinyl that that could be replaced on CD, so I sort of upgraded at the time. But anything yeah. that was like a rare limited edition pressing or something, I didn't get rid of. So I still have that. Plus, like, you know, the first albums I got when I was a kid and stuff like that. Star Wars. Things like that. Do you have Star Wars Christmas? I don't have Star Wars Christmas. Oh, that's not too on, bad. That's, not on vinyl. That's just an epic platter of crap right there. I, I'm certain it is, but... Uh, you know, what's way better than epic platters of crap is the Grammar Club. Way better. That's right. Yet they, uh, sing, they sing about hot garbage, don't they? They do. Yeah, we kick the show off with uh, the cut Hot Garbage off their brand new release, Live Slow, Die Whenever, which just came out, uh, I think, August 5th, a little over a month ago. And uh, we're going to be playing more from that release. Uh, plus, we've got 
an interview with the just about the entire band coming up, which is like a cast of thousands. So I think you folks will dig that. Uh, a whole coming up short. But uh, before we get there, we've got a few, uh, a little bit of news to catch up on since it's been a little while since we recorded last. Uh, first, uh, filmmakers should know, intrepid filmmakers, that the Boneback Comedy of Horrors Film Festival 2019 is open for your submissions. What? It's true. You can check it out on Film Freeway. It's open there. Uh, we will have Without a Box going shortly and a couple of other venues. But, uh, First off, Film Freeway, they're easy, and uh, they got things rolling right away, so you can definitely submit your short film or your long film, if that's the case, uh, for the 2019 Comedy of Horrors, and uh, we will take a look at it, and if your film is one of the best, we will show it on the big screen at SIF Uptown Cinema on April 13, 2019. Right on. God, we love the Film Freeway. That's such a great way to do a film festival definitely yeah back in the, and everything. when we started this nine festivals ago you used to have to send people discs dvds burned dvds most of the time so that yeah. they could see your films and nowadays it's so easy everything's digital you can click a link watch a movie make a decision tell a filmmaker it's improved one thousand percent absolutely love it uh second bit of news uh I am in a band that some people what? may know that uh, called Social Meteor, and Social Meteor is going to be doing a benefit gig for FacingHomelessness.org, which is a uh, Seattle-based organization which helps uh, find housing for homeless people. So we're going to do a benefit at High Dive on Halloween night at 8 p.m., uh, joining us for this awesome occasion, uh, in addition to my band, Social Meteor. Uh, we'll be playing covers of some spooky favorites from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also playing the mighty Death Star. No way. You from, got Death Star for this? Yes. From That's Comedy great. of Horrors fame. They've been on the show many times. They're so much fun to see live. They're joining us for Halloween. And a uh, new friend, Mike Votava of the band We Wrote the Book on Connectors and Mike Votava in the Ding Dongs. Uh, he does some hilarious acoustic-based stuff, and uh, I can't wait to see what he cooks up for Halloween night. Uh, he has a video with his band of a song about the Stephen King story, Carrie, which is super fun. So uh, you should look him up. Uh, I expect that he will be featured on Bone Bat very soon. But until that time, uh, you can find his stuff online at MikeVotava.com. That's great. Boy, you're going to be... You're going to be on the stage with actual musicians. Yes, yes. Actual, many, many people who are all better than me, and I will just try to scream <laughs> loudly and, Death Star. and not embarrass myself. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, again, it's a great cause. Bring uh, some socks, some unworn socks, preferably, uh, to donate <laughs> for the occasion, and you'll get uh, a band sticker. I'll hook you up. So uh, that's another thing that we are doing all ticket sales for the evening will be going to facinghomelessness.org so it's a great cause as well a, a sticker from which band social media man okay just making sure i want to make flame and rock know. i know you know about flame and rock uh wait what what was that a crack cocaine reference that was a crack cocaine wet I, reference i am not familiar with that particular <laughs> flaming rock just for the record Sorry, I've got crack on my mind because I saw Mandy recently. 
I look forward to seeing Mandy after. Yeah, we need to see that. We'll talk about the, that in, all the buzz. in multimedia triage, though. So, uh, all right. But uh, before we get to that, dude, what pisses you off? You know what pisses me off, Steve? What's that, Gord? My bike tire. My bike tire is it's screwing with me. How so? I'm like going flat all the time? No, 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 no. It's totally messing with me. I walked into my garage, dead silence in there. I went to measure something, got the measuring tape. It waited until I got into the garage and I was alone with it. <laughs> and that's when it decided to go and deflate just so I could witness it happen. What? What are the odds of that? So is it like a super hot day or? No, it was like, it was like seven o'clock in the evening. That is so weird. So bizarre. Yeah. I think it's haunted. It's like, it's definitely haunted. Have you seen that movie Rubber? (laughs) So it's like, I have. It's like Rubber Jr. It's Rubberette. Yeah. I'm afraid that there may be. Like other inanimate objects, which are going to start taking their cue and just messing with me right when I walk in the room. I'm paranoid. Pisses me off. I'm reading John Dies at the End right now, too. So, you know. That's a weird book, yeah. That really puts you in a weird mental state. (laughs) Definitely. Wow. Anything can be haunted. (laughs) What about you, Steve? What pisses you off? Well, you know, uh, since it's kind of the off-season or has been for the film festival, I've had a little more time to be watching movies and shows and things like that. But I'm still having trouble with the cable, man. The uh, Back in May, we started having a situation in our house where we were getting, like, a bad cable signal. And uh, every, like, couple of days, I would have to reboot our cable box. And it was just kind of a pain in the ass. Like, you'd try to turn channels, and it wouldn't register or whatever. So, call the cable company which rhymes with fucking comcast and yes they they come out and they say okay well you're getting a bad signal and the way we ran your the cable for some reason it like goes back and forth across the front of the house several times and so you have just way too much cable to get the signal to your tv <laughs> i've heard that about you steve exactly too much cable's always been my problem so they say Here's what we're going to do. We're going to rig this this limp cable across your lawn from the sidewalk to your house. And it's, that's just going to sit there on your lawn. Don't worry about it. It's just temporary. And we're going to plug this box into your into your plug here in the entryway. So this that, is just like this black is a booster. cable, right? Yeah, and it's like a okay. booster. So this is a signal booster. This little box is plugged into the wall. Well, that plug is the lamp plug. So if anybody walks by during the day and shuts off that switch, all of the internet in the house goes out. <laughs> so it's like the worst place ever to have like a fucking cable booster. So about a month later, they, they say, you know, it's going to take a while because they have to schedule permits to dig the hole, blah, blah, blah. So it's going to be like, you know, four to six weeks before we get back to you. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. So four to six weeks later, uh, I call up and I say, hey, what's going on with this? Oh, they closed the ticket. What? Closed the ticket? Why? What happened? Oh, do you, so your cable's not fixed? No, it's not fixed. I still have a cable flowing across my lawn and a fucking light switch that turns my cable off instantly. This is not a tenable situation. So, oh, uh, gee, I'm sorry, sir. Well, we'll have to reschedule that. It'll be another four to six weeks. Son of Jesus a Christ. Right. So I finally, I get a call. I call again, like, this is three or four weeks ago. 
been like, where, so where are we at on the cable thing? Oh, well, sir, and this is I great should point out. Yes, go ahead. You're paying your cable bill this whole time, yes, right? this whole time. You're, the and payment I mean, I of your bill isn't cable. getting hung up. I have cable, and the signal's better than it was. But, you know, when I mow the lawn, I have to lift the cable over the lawnmower <laughs> to, push, to push the mower by. And I still have this light switch turning off all the internet in the house situation, which is... You need to call them no up and say that you've tripped over that mowing your lawn and you believe that you've hurt your back and you're going to be suing them. <laughs> They'll be out there in like 15 minutes. So I, I call them up and I speak to them and they say, The great news, we're ready for your cutover. What? Yeah, at some point, it looks like the job's done. And so they're just going to come out, and they're going to switch it, and everything will be fixed. Seriously? Because I haven't seen anybody here, and nobody's dug any holes. Oh, no, sir, I assure you it's fixed. So can you can you be there Saturday between 8 and 4? Yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, I can, I guess, if I have to. Okay, I'll be here. Uh, we'll try to call you and, and narrow that window down. So, like, Friday, I call up, and I'm like, hey, I'm just wondering if we can narrow this window down so I don't have to be here all day 8 to 4. Can oh, you yeah, be there well, well, October. So, what, what are they coming for? Well, they're coming for my cutover. Oh, yeah, that's not what I show. I'm co- I show that they're coming out for a sur- to survey the property to see what needs to be dug. And uh, what? Shit. You just told me that it was fixed and you were going to do the thing so that we don't have the, the lawn cable and the switch. Yeah, no, sorry, sir. That's not right at all. And why do you need to be there for them to look at the lawn? Then they came out, and the guy walked in. He he looks, yep, that's a cable across the lawn. Walks down the other end of the house where the cable box is still open, and it's, like, tented open, and there's written in Sharpie, like, does not work on it or something. (laughs) (laughs) And... Then he walks inside and looks at the plugged-in box and the light switch. He goes, "Yep, yep, that's all. That's all fucked up. That all has to be fixed." So, <laughs> so we're gonna set an appointment. Uh, they're gonna. I'm gonna escalate this, but it's still gonna be like four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been an absolute clusterfuck. So cable pisses me off. Comcast pisses me off. Fuck Comcast. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, indeed, I agree. Uh, what a bunch of shit. You know. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, I'm just laughing at your situation, that's all. No, thanks. I, I appreciate you laughing at my expense. So why don't we listen to a Grammar Club tune? Let's get our mind on something happier. Let's do it. This what are we listening is, to, Steve? Oh, shit. It's called Waiting to Die. Oh, yeah, that's a beat. We'll be in a great mood after that. 24 hours is too many hours to fill. I could go get a job, but that makes the time seem longer. Where are my options and where are my obligations? My attention span wilts, oh my attention span wilts. I am waiting to die like my father in exactly the same way my father did. I am waiting to die, waiting to, waiting to die. It's important that I feel important. I am going all night about politics. I am waiting to die, waiting to, waiting to die. 78 years is too many years to keep still I try moving forward but what that entails is a matter of some controversy 
living at the bottom If I could do that, I don't think that I would have this problem At least the calendar's getting thinner Crushed black pepper on your microwave dinner We're not distracted by hunger Every idea is just a one-hit wonder Each thought in the can is just a flash in the pan Wanna change the world, but I don't think I can Be a cynic, cause I know it's not me Feel it still burn till my tank's on it Punish my body what I put inside me Daring the devil, you know where to find me Could it get worse? Well, I bet we'll find out Is it a bad patch or is this my life now? Fight for a life that we can't afford And in the meantime, just so damn bored from Live Slow, Die Whenever, the brand new 2018 release from The Grammar Club. And joining us now is the entire fucking Grammar Club. How you doing, gentlemen? Hi. We're so handsome, except for Tanner. I don't think Tanner is with us at the moment. But like the the vast majority of the Grammar Club is with you today. You you said they were all handsome except for Tanner. It sounded like there for a second. I've I've met Tanner. He's he's not a terrible looking fellow. (laughs) He's very handsome. Uh, So would you guys? You did meet him. I forgot about that. Yeah, when you were out last time in Seattle. Um, so would you guys like to introduce yourselves and uh, tell our listeners what you do in the Grammar Club? I think we should do so alphabetically. Boom, baby. Yeah, every time. You guys always make me start. <laughs> uh, I'm Ailshon. I play guitar and bass and drums and keyboards, and I'm like the, the beeline wizard behind the two main wizards uh, for the grand. <laughs> <laughs> like fourth vocalist. Um, we all do everything is the problem, so trying to define. It's like when you asked your job title, uh, and your job is Swiss Army Knife. Nice. I like that. That's a good description of what Sean does, I'd say. I, I'm agreeing with that. Uh, yeah. I'm beefy, as you know, uh, at least Steve. I don't know about your listeners. They may not. But uh, you've interviewed me several times. But I am I do the rapping on the Grammar Club. And uh, it's my favoriteest, favoriteest thing to be rapping with and my favorite team of people to be rapping with. And uh, yeah, along with the, you know, I'll... Tanner is the other member of our group that's not here, but him and I have gone done music for a long time, and he joined our collective. And uh, you know, we, we we do awesome raps on a side project, you know, on my main beefy thing. But this is like where we've come together and really poured like a lot of our heart and attention to. And he does production on a lot of our tracks, a lot of mastering on a lot of our tracks. And uh, yeah, I just do raps. Sean said that we all do everything, but I do I do the the least amount of behind the scenes work. My stuff is all just the raps. All rap, all day. <laughs> Hi, I think we're going to go with me next. My name is Glenn Case, and I do believe we're going alphabetically by first name for what it's worth. Um, but it would have worked out either way. Um, I would say that what I do for the group is kind of like boxer number six from Intellivision Boxing. 
which um, <laughs> for those of you who played that back in the day, it's a the deep way that kind of a reference <laughs> it really is. Glass I just Joe. came up with it. I just came up with it. In the instruction booklet, boxer number six is basically unpredictable. He could be a hero or a bum. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're either going to get this really like overpowered, amazing boxer or like a glass Joe. And it really just depends. And that's, I, I, I think that's a fair assessment. There, there are times when I uh, come to bat and do good work for the group. And there are plenty of times when I don't come through at all. Uh, so yeah, yeah, here, here and there. I, I, I do what is needed of me. I'd call myself uh, wizard number three three or four i'm not sure which wizard i'd be but um i play everything and uh get in where i fit in when i can pretty good getting where you fit in that's great <laughs> <laughs> that was really good there's there's two kind of boxing references that you can do about video games that i'll understand oh, man. one of them is about in television and one of them is glass joe i got one yeah. of them <laughs> that's beautiful i think i got them both even yeah, though you I didn't mentioned play, them both uh, yeah i didn't play the intellivision boxing game i think i get it <laughs> Yeah, just in, it's just you never know what you're going to get with me. That's all. <laughs> wow, Cop. So, Riley, who are you? What do you do? Am I the next one in the, Tell in me the your story? Yeah. You're the, you're you're we're going by first name, yeah. I guess I am. Uh, I, uh, I guess I'm one of our songwriters specialists. I, uh, I write a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I write midis and I write choruses. <laughs> Shell does a lot of hooks. He also yeah, does I a write lot a lot of, of it. I'm branching out. I mean, I don't. I think we're, we're we're moving on from that classic uh, formula, which we kind of beat into the ground. Uh, so I, I don't just write choruses. I write whatever. We all do whatever. We're, uh, <laughs> I no longer call us a band. I call us a songwriting team or a songwriting group, you know, because that's more accurate. But I, I guess, you know, I sing. I write minis. I, I program synths. I program drum lines. I play a little guitar. Here and there, and I, uh, I coordinate. I, I coordinate us. Try to keep us uh, focused a little bit to some degree. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to Small. the degree that we can be focused. To the degree that we can be focused. Like I mean, you know, you can only tame a wild animal so much. <laughs> <laughs> There's four wizards in this band. It's it's difficult. Yeah. It kind of strikes me as not so much a band as a bunch of guys planning a heist. <laughs> this is correct. It's Everybody's nice. got a specialty so or two. Yeah, who's who's the driver? Uh, I would say Ty. Ty would have to be the driver. <laughs> we can't get anywhere until Ty. Well, we like, we're all we're all big planners, and we're like, yeah, Ty, come on, just can you can we go now? Can you we get us there? Get us? Sorry, I I I'll be asleep. <laughs> With the amount of uh, payday two that Shale has played, that's actually an apt description yeah. too. That was a fantastic. I like the driver analogy because it works if, with, like, division of labor. We're, like, we're all working and Ty's doing nothing, and then Ty's working and we're all doing nothing. <laughs> it's, it's kind of true. It's, kind of true. <laughs> it's like, you know, while the driver is waiting for the heist, he's just kicking back. and the, But then during the escape, he's got to fucking floor it and got to work. <laughs> the heisters, they're just kicking back with the loot in the back of the van, you know. Yeah, that's what the heister can do. We said, look out for cops. I'm not sure how valuable this analogy is, so I don't want to take up any more of your time. Well, Ty, what, take a Ty, what, what do you do? I'm, I, I guess I'm the uh, the finisher, I suppose. Is the way I put it. God, and head beautiful. wizard. And yeah, a ranger. 
I, yeah, I'm the arranger producer. I, I take the songs and put them together and finish them up. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's more sync than Tanner also does that. That's yes, Tanner, Tanner also, also does, does that. that. Yeah. But I, I think Ty, you uh, you are like the mix master. Tanner is like the master master. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the engineer. Tanner's the engineer. I'm the the, the producer. arranger producer. Yeah, arranger yeah, producer. Yeah. So that's the whole group. That's okay. the whole clan. That's, that's the clan, that's, man. That's, that's quite a clan. That's the whole party. So I never really heard uh, kind of your origin story. So how did the Grammar Club form? Really? We tell that all the time. Okay. I never heard it. <laughs> so, <man. laughs> Shale, can well, you please tell it, us how Babby is formed? How is Babby formed? You guys don't uh, visit well, Seattle uh, all that much as a group. So. That's right. And Look. I don't talk about you guys when you guys aren't here because it's all <laughs> yeah. about me. Beefy, it's all about him, him, him. That's it. It's all about me, man. We're all from different parts of the country. So, uh, let's see. I, I guess I met Beefy in like 2006, was it? On the MC Chris forums? Yes, right? sir. Right and uh, I guess I, I critiqued uh, your first deep. Was it White Skin? Was that the, the, yeah, the album you, you posted? Uh, Took my very first EP, a white skinny. Uh, yeah, so I was on the MC. Person. I was I was on the MC Chris forums in like 2006, I think. Uh, living in New York City at the time, trying to play a lot of shows and trying to do music and trying to network and meet as many people as I could. So I was on the MC Chris forum, and I was uh, a lot of people, young people, were reviewing each other's rap albums, and I was just kind of coming out of the video game arrangement scene moving on to like a you know expanding into other scenes stuff that i was like leaving video games i was still doing that uh so people used to give really in-depth kind of sometimes harsh criticisms in the vgm scene which is like the polar opposite of what people would do in like the the nerdcore scene where they would just kind of impressionistically tell you how great you are like dope hot fire this is the, the best man which is nice <laughs> you know it's nice to be encouraged it's also nice to be analyzed and workshopped mm-hmm. you know pros and cons there sure but i think uh i a lot of people were reviewing uh beefy's album or leaving like feedback uh on mc chris's board because he had made a, a thread where he posted his album and i guess my uh review stood out to beefy because it was it was different it was like of the analytical oc remix school of review where you break down all the components of a track <laughs> in some kind of <laughs> i don't know some it really just let me know that academic he... exercise <laughs> yeah, he made yeah. a game of it but it really let him know that like oh he listened to like each and every one of these songs and like yeah. he, he thought about it which, he, yeah you yeah, appreciate about that. it yeah and he so seemed to have dug some of it, and I dug what he had made. I did. Yeah, I mean, like, I recognized that Beefy was a very talented dude, and he had a unique voice, literally and figuratively. And uh, I was like, I liked stuff. And he was very gracious. Uh, and he wrote a very gracious response to my review. So I thought, I decided I we should do something together. And then uh, eventually we did this together. <laughs> yeah. Eventually it got here. We started a longer uh, story, but yeah. There's a much longer version of it that involves MC Router and like I think a guy died at one point. Oh. There's like a long <laughs> there's a long trudge story. But yeah, me and me and me and Shell met online and then uh I think cause Ty also had been part of that OC remix scene and I I, I think they and Sean too, you guys pulled him there. Glenn has been like a part of all nerd music scenes since 
nerd music has existed, from my understanding. So you kind of <laughs> rolled around like song. Katamari and just added additional members? Yeah, pretty, pretty much, much. right. <laughs> kind, of, kind of. I think of it like a Final Fantasy game, where it's like, Glenn, yeah. join the party. Glenn leaves the party. Glenn's joined the party. Glenn Some leaves the party again. Yeah. Glenn leaves the party. Glenn joins the but, uh, Depends on uh, when you're safe. Uh, Bo- boxer number six, I'm just saying. <laughs> wow, card, man. Um, but uh, yeah, we've just been gathering a bunch of dudes who, you know, yeah. all of us really like making music together. I've enjoyed all their music, and they seem to, you know, everyone seems to dig everyone else. So we just like putting out these songs, and we got ourselves on a on a strict schedule where we get these things out quick, and we don't just like sit on a track for months and be like, what? <laughs> we could change. You know, that yeah. drum could be drummier. There's no time for anything to become a dragon. It's got to just get released. Yeah, you kind of you kind of wheeled your it. own switch now with the Patreon, huh? I was looking at that three songs a month. That's pretty oh, brisk. Three songs a week. <laughs> three, week. Songs, three songs a month. Three songs a week. That's pretty brisk. Yeah, three songs well, a month. My dream. Well, it's it's um, it's it's four new original songs. So okay. every on every Monday we put a new original song out. Then Wednesday we have a little more flexibility. It could be a cover or a remix or a demo. Okay. And Friday we just do a session style live song that's usually a cover or it's a it's a live remake like an acoustic uh, version of one of our extant songs. So it is a very brisk production schedule with, uh, yeah, three songs a week, one new original song a week, and then two other songs a week. So you get that, listeners, for only 10 bucks, you get 12 songs a month. That's pretty amazing. Yep. That's like a full album. Yeah. I mean, is, we don't like to is. toot our own horn, but <laughs> toot toot, baby. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, patreon.com slash the grammar club. If you're, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, yeah. that kind of thing floats your boat, having all that music. We'd love to have you. He would. <laughs> well, you, uh, you know, you probably get a question like this all the time, but uh, Gordon, who also is not joining us right now, uh, asked, how are you able to work together in such an intimate format as a band when you live, so you're spread out, you have different interests? H- how do you keep it all together and keep it focused on a weekly basis? It's so, a process. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a process. <laughs> We're figuring We've it out. been doing, like, uh, internet collaborations uh, since probably 2000, 2001. Um, yeah. So at this point, we're all pretty familiar with the process uh, as yeah. far as like getting things uploaded to shared folders. Um, all of these things, you know, we've been doing it for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so the process of online collaboration has only gotten better and better. You know, we don't have to use FTP anymore. We don't have to, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't we don't have to resort to to like somebody sets up a server on their own home IP address and gives everyone the link before the address changes. Hey, Sean, let me DCC send this file. Yeah, so, I mean, these days, uh, you know, we can we can have full wave files uploaded in a matter of minutes. Uh, and we're all... Discord now has replaced Internet Relay Chat. So that yeah. into things actually hasn't gotten any faster. Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize what was available uh nearly 20 years ago how fast you could do things mm-hmm. um back then really upload speed and storage space were the big limiting factors but now uh everybody you know can get a google account and use google drive and have multiple gigabytes of stuff uploaded uh so and of course 10 years from now if somebody hears this they'll chuckle about the idea of having oh, multiple gigs it's yeah <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, we've all we've all been collaborating online uh, for a long time. The process is basically just um, one person has to have a master sort of this is the project file that I've created with my workstation, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, and then they export uh, full length waves and give everyone the tempo. So if you have all of your wave files are all the same length and you know the tempo then it doesn't matter what tools you use you can give those wave files to the next person um, they import it into whatever creation software they choose to use uh, they set the tempo correctly and everything lines up and it actually is a pretty smooth process like 99 percent of the time hmm. yeah we all have our own uh, specific ways that, that we work with it and we all have uh individual um uh, you know formats we use and in the different specificities we like and at this point we all kind of know each other's preferences and know how to how to work with each other in the most efficient way or in a very efficient way like i i often just send midis these days sometimes if i know i don't want the uh the wave data that i i wrote for a song to be used in the final song because i just essentially wrote a demo mm. i won't even upload it i'll just send the midi and i'll send my vocals but you know uh, I, I i i might send vocals that i recorded in what would normally i guess in in olden days be considered the demo of the song uh those vocals might be used in the final version if, if the way we do it you know mm-hmm. Because and I'll just you, send my vocals and a MIDI, and then Ty will arrange the MIDI with some good sense, and Sean and Tanner and Glenn will play over it, and Beefy will rap on the bridge, and it's a whole this song. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, kind of speaking to the tone of the new album, uh, Gordon was sort of musing on it. That with the exception of "Waiting to Die," you know, the world's getting darker, but it seems like the Grammar Club is actually getting lighter. It's more poppy, more fun, a little bit yeah. more, I guess, happy. Uh, did you I think we're almost trying to overcompensate you for what is yeah we make music for depressed nerds and I feel like depressing music is not what depressed nerds need right now I agree there's a lot of that there's a lot of that you, you reach a point where you go okay am I have I been part of the problem have I been doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're gonna turn this boat around <laughs> Because yeah, the, the subject matter is still there, but now we're just dressing it up in like pop and funk and hip hop. Yeah. And it's it's more it's easier to digest because but, you know, it's still it's still what it is. I mean, we're still waiting to die. I mean, it's still. <laughs> but we would also still... like you to purchase vehicles. I mean, everybody yeah. needs to buy trucks. I want you to buy right? this truck, dog. <laughs> I think we just write about anything. It's kind of some of the beauty of this project, which is it's anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Really? We did a song about a frog. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can do anything. We can literally do anything. Yeah. And whatever I feel like club. now, I just write about. I don't really hold myself back much anymore. I, I used to think like yeah. in my, you know, when I was younger, I'd sometimes get self-conscious, be like, that can't be, you can't do a pop song about this thing. I can't think of an example now, but like, like you sweeping. Know, <laughs> sweeping. Sweeping. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now I just, why not? Uh, <laughs> Well, you built a whole EP okay around Carvel, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we did. I was gonna ask that get beefy. How do you even know what Carvel is, man? You're a West Coaster <laughs> like me. We don't know about that shit. If it wasn't for the that Beastie a... Boys, I'd never heard of Cookie Puss. I'd only ever heard of it because I think it's like on Thirty Rock and some other things like that. <laughs> but um, uh, one of my thing. yeah, yeah one of my yeah. one of my listeners, fans, you know, friends. Now uh, he was he you know he was in contact. He works with that with that team, and 
he was like, you know, hey, do you want to like do just one thing, just one little song kind of ditty that we could just play around with? And we was like, yeah, sure, we could, we could play around with that. And I brought it up to the boys and we kind of like blew it up. It was supposed to be just one little song. And then we made an EP. So we all we all did something with yeah. it. And Carvel became like an inside meme for the band for a good long time there. And uh, we we put it, it we, we did it months later because I was like yeah we'll get it sometime around X Y or Z and then that completely passed <laughs> and we just it was just long ago but then we just had an EP at the same time we put it out on April Fool's Day and we just had this this dope ass Cake Wave EP um, inspired <laughs> by by the team at Carvel and uh, I think it was the it's the weirdest dopest thing I've ever been a part of personally I don't know about you boys but. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the things I'm more proud of because it's super fun for being a, a weird album about an ice cream place I've never been to. And I think a bulk <laughs> right. of our team ha- can't or haven't been to. Oh, yeah. Never been to one we, on the West Coast. So, yeah, well, that's <laughs> uh, uh, we were thinking about that, that, you know, it seems like establishments like White Castle or Carvel, uh, you know, they, they get more sort of uh, attention that way like nobody's writing a fucking song about taco bell but east coast you know east Yet. coast has got yeah, the you know there's the love for it that ends up being songs and other pop culture things so it's got a little different taco bell is all over it's, it's it is, not a coastal so, i mean we got taco bells yeah. all over everywhere i've ever been I'm trying to think something this west coast okay taco time is a northwest thing i don't know if yeah, you've heard of it but yeah, that's taco yeah. time not everywhere. Nobody's rapping no. about taco time. No. no. Oh, well, not to change that as well. God, love me some taco time. I got <laughs> some burritos just the other day. I hope someday <laughs> that I can go to an In-N-Out Burger. I've never been. Yes, those are amazing. One of these days, there's supposedly one is going to be opening in Northern Oregon, so just three and a half hours away from me in the near future. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, all right. So, <laughs> Wait, unless it's Tristan uh, or something. Just a scant. <laughs> A scan five day drive from me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> Can stay over. All right. Well. Uh, so, what is next for Grammar Club? I mean, you've got the Patreon is rocking, and you guys are putting out uh, songs left and right. Uh, are you planning on doing any shows in the near future, or uh, nope. another full release, <laughs> or anything like that? We plan on putting out lots and lots of albums and okay. never doing any shows ever. Okay. <laughs> it is one of our bigger challenges is the fact, like you said, we are yeah. all around the corner and all around the globe. So there's there's a very good chance you may see, you know, me do a show. You may see me and Glenn do a show. You may see Shell do a show. Uh, you'll definitely see Sean out there doing things with the not only our band, but Sean's in like a million bands. But uh, but as all, this conglomerate it's difficult to pinpoint us all down. Mostly because I don't go to MAGFest. I feel like if me and Tanner went to MAGFest, that problem would be solved. Well, Let me know if that happens. If MAGFest Mag wanted to book us, too, we'd have to, that'd be the only place. <laughs> that'd be another part play. of it. <laughs> that'd be the only feasible one. But uh, So that that's less likely. But we've been doing some fun things with like videos mm-hmm. um, and, and having uh, like yeah. Tanner put together our cool balloon flight uh, No Fake Friday video where it has all of us like doing our pieces of the song. So while we'll never likely be able to be live as a full band, like I'll always be doing balloon flight my set. And I'm sure there's a lot of the guys will be doing some fun tracks. And hopefully, hopefully we can get out there more. Yeah, I mean, right now as a group, we are working on at least three albums probably more yeah if you count what glenn is doing because you're glenn are you still doing the yacht rock album um yeah yeah that'll be out on in june nice so there's something glenn's glenn's doing and that'll be out and they'll be on the patreon um but as a group we're doing uh a a, a, a music 
uh, uh, well, music, children's. <laughs> a children's music album as a, as the Phonics Club. <laughs> yeah, nice. uh, yeah. yeah, we're doing we're, we're side project. We're doing a sidestep and pivot. Uh, uh, yeah, we're also gonna do probably. I'll probably put out like a singer songwriter solo. Not really solo, but like a Shell Riley album probably at the end of the year. Or so it'll be around there and then we'll probably do another original grammar club album early next year because we have enough tracks already mm. released on the patreon to to put out another grammar club album but we want to give some time for live slow die whenever to to breathe sure. uh yeah, where we put sense. out another grammar club album <laughs> we'll give a little bit so, of time there. and after that we'll just keep putting out albums forever because we have this wonderful three three song a week uh production because we're also working on a, an album of remixes that we're going to call oh, yeah. alternate, alternate endings, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, alternate endings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like we've that. got a bunch of or bunch of remixes that were only released on the Patreon. We want to release those in uh, to the general public. So plenty of albums coming out. No live shows coming up. But we'll make up for it with all these albums. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, actually have one last question for you that uh, I reached out to our mutual friend Z from Hipster Please and uh, oh, yeah. just uh, checked in on him to make sure he was okay after the big storm, and he is. Yes. So uh, good, everybody good. who's heard his voice on the show uh, can can worry about him a little less. But uh, he wanted <laughs> to know, this is a question he wanted to ask you guys. Uh, what are uh, each member of Grammar Club, what are your favorite songs by the other members in different projects? I'll start. Um, actually, um, Shale, with Shale, it's uh, How to Fire a Gun. Oh, thank you. It is definitely a really great one by uh, Me and Ty. Shale, Shale Riley. And yeah, so that covers Ty as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would have to say with Beefy, Ones and Zeros is a song that I enjoy so much that I made a karaoke file out of it. <laughs> and and that's him and Tanner because Tanner did the beat for that one. And that leaves Sean. Um, I, I really like Sean's uh, cover of uh, Taylor Swift's uh, I, I Knew You Were Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My finest work. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. I was begging Shale to replace my vocals, and we just never got it to happen. I sorry, I couldn't, couldn't get the timing worked there. <laughs> we just couldn't make it work, so we just ran with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, great things come in, in those kind of packages, man. It worked out. I liked it. <laughs> and everyone's favorite Glenn K song is "Pencil Me In" across the board. So that's fair. That is mine. I, hate, I, I had to, to say one. I I, I hate to be basic about it, but that is well, my that my favorite of yours. Um. What is what is everybody's favorite Suzuma Bachi song? <laughs> uh, probably a team by myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I gotta go with that. that counts. I'm gonna go with uh, um, what's our song we made about John Franklin? Was it just called John Franklin? Actually, yeah, no. I mean, like the ballad of John Franklin is probably a better song, to be honest. I was re- I was just re-listening to the the mixed Tanner made. It's very good. It's very. It good. is so good. Like Ty will surprise me by not only singing on songs, not only playing guitars and all the other instruments he does on songs, but he sings on the song. He raps on the. It just Ty's a wizard, and it bugs me. <laughs> Why does it bug you? Because like you should only be really really good at one thing, maybe two like, things. You shouldn't be allowed to be very good at so many things. It's like I'm he's, so bad he's at. So- in- He's in your party. He's in your D and D party. That's true. You're like, That's man, true. why is the wizard in my party so much better than me? We're getting all this good treasure. I'm benefiting from his fireballs. I wish they were my fireballs. Because I'm like the bad guy that turns on the party eventually. You just don't know it yet. We're only on arc two. See, That's is, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Let's 
Beefy's the fighter that's getting disappointed that his kill count is low because the rage <laughs> is getting everything. Because I get my berserker rage up, the more kills I get. So that's I more or less. Next. I want to go next. Go, um, uh, go next. Go next. Right. My favorite. My favorite thing uh, by Shell Riley is alternate ending. Oh, a great oh song. that song's amazing. That my favorite one. Glenn is actually Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> it's simple and it's just beautiful. Um, my favorite thing from Ty, uh, I, you know, I was gonna go, I was gonna go with Team by Myself, but I got to go with Ballad of John Franklin because that one. The thing about Ballad of John Franklin is if I if I'm listening to like I uh, the CD with like our stuff on it uh, in the car, like my kids stop me every time we get to that. And we're like, stop. Like, listen to that one. Don't skip. <laughs> um, so that one's fantastic. And, man, my favorite beefy thing? It's hard to say. Because um, there's so many good ones. There are so many good ones. I don't I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really a big fan of Game Store Girl. That's why I wanted to redo it. Oh, yeah. I like it. It's, it's an interesting song uh, because I work in a game store, and I... Uh, I don't identify, you know, personally with being the game store girl, uh, but I'm friends with them, and I, the song kind of hits home with the, how do I not be just creep number 100 that she's got to deal with? <laughs> like, how do, you know, it's how, how do I know? Because she's just being nice to everybody. Right. Um, because she has to be nice to everybody, and I don't want to be a jerk, but I also really want to talk to her. But I don't want to be like the guy that's just talking to the girl, clueless that she really wants him to leave. Like, what do I do? Um, so, you know, I understand. I see lots of that guy. Uh, <laughs> it's a common predicament in the world. So, and I feel deeply for the game store girls who put up with all of that. I still feel bad for mine. I married her and it's like the worst thing I could have done to her. I feel the worst for her. <laughs> because you're all, why are you such a wizard? <laughs> why are you even good at things? Call back. Oh, whatever. <laughs> all right. That's me. Someone else. Uh, I think my favorite beefy song, I mean, like, it's a pretty deep cut, but I still find myself thinking of uh, none of your business all the time. Yeah. That's just like, such such a great hook. It's just such a great song. Um, that just comes to me like in the shower, random. And uh, I hate to pick like the re- a really, really, really old one for for Sean too. But like I, I when I heard Terry in Black a million years ago, it had yes. such an impact on me. I was like, oh my god, who is this man? This is incredible. That was a very, very small pond that I got to be the early big fish in is what that is. Yeah, yeah, but that has, it's true, it's true, but, like, impressionistically, if, 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 I, if I don't, like, try to correct for, like, the biases of youth, that was such a moment, that was such a, such an awesome moment, that I, I it's hard, I, but, I mean, Sean, I listen to so much of, of your stuff over the years, I mean, I, and I'm always a fan, um, God, the Super Mario Brothers 2 song you did just, just with us. It's, it's hard not to pick stuff connected to the Patreon. I don't want to feel like I'm I'm biased. I know, for Glenn, I'm going to be super basic, go with, with Pennsylvania. And uh, 
I love that uh, Car Carvel ice cream song that Tanner did on, yes. on Kids Wave. <laughs> it's we so Tanner a little bit. catchy. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, Froggy Refresh might actually be my favorite of yours, Ty. In all seriousness, it's kind of I've always like a juggle between John Franklin, uh, a Froggy Refresh, and a team by myself, but they're all great. <laughs> um, I it's, uh, my I got everybody right. That's everybody. Yeah, yeah. I think you did. Plenty oh, well, of us. Let me yeah. float my boat some more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was long con, but that's the, I got me in that. <laughs> my favorite do, uh, song, yeah. song is Terra in Black, same as Shale. Uh, my favorite beefy song has got to be Food Court Pretzel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to take three that minutes too. of nonstop rapid fire hotness. <laughs> It yeah. is brutal, isn't it? It's stuff. It's amazing. It is. <laughs> it was so hard, but I'm glad you liked it. Because yeah. people don't know, and I don't know if people heard our podcast on this, but that beat that started out as just like a just a basic just drum beat at whatever BPM it was at, and I did all the raps, and then Ty created the entire song around the the original drums that Sean had made, and it was just it was it's you know it's the song you hear now, it's super dope, and he just created that whole. Sound sphere all around, just me clicking on on a click track. Just that was all I rapped yeah. to, and we wow. just made the song around it. Yeah, that's pretty amazing to me too. I was reading that's the like notes. I had nothing to do with that song, and, then, uh, and, and I'm just in awe of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, real quick, yeah, uh, I was reading the fact. notes about that. Did you had yeah. just bought a new guitar pedal and you wanted to do kind of some Tom oh, yeah. Morello stuff? Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I stole your thunder. <laughs> I fucked that up. That's not how you do interviews, people. <laughs> our uh, our twenty dollars patrons also get loop loop packs and stuff. Yeah. Um, the the drum track for that, I had actually just spent an afternoon recording a bunch of drum loops, um, which I then we put up on the Patreon. I'm pretty sure it's up now. Um, <clears throat> so they can have those just drum loops to work with, and all I did was just stitch together a demo using my own loops. Uh, and Beefy didn't know what what that was about. He just took it and he was like, he "Oh, just it's found it. I'm just gonna wrap <laughs> over it." Google Drive, and it's like, "Oh, I'm gonna use this." <laughs> but I get confused. Those I get lost. Out They're out there for people to use, so you can make your own food court pretzel. You can. <laughs> And then mail it to me because that sounds like it'd be delicious, as mentioned in the song. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, I'll ask you one last question and let you go. Uh, what pisses you off? Small talk. Oh. <laughs> get, For real. Get out. <laughs> where it's specifically like the meaningless meandering stuff where like, oh, how's the weather been recently? And just like stuff that is just of no substance whatsoever. <laughs> where you're just talking for the sake of talking. Mm. That's my wheelhouse. It's like my sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, but this is where we live. <laughs> here you go, though, because here's the, the second answer. Awkward silences with no small talk. <laughs> do not make me angry at all actually but uh, <laughs> had to be the next answer after Lynn uh, who's next <laughs> there's your awkward silence right there hey, it is you know what I mean can't stand oh, it oh man messing me up third up is pregnant pauses I don't know, like, I want to get you, you know, like, real-world stuff, because there's a lot of stuff know. happening in the news all the time. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm 
pissed off at Shasta Cola yeah. for not tasting delicious <laughs> as regular cola. You and I don't understand. We try Diet so hard. Shit. We try so hard not to be divisive and get real political because it's always boiling just under my skin for me, at least. And I think <laughs> I think for for some of us. It is, and like I don't want to be divisive in in these terrible times. I don't want to. Not only do I, I don't want to turn away potential fans, but I just don't want to participate in tribalism, and I don't want to talk politics to this particular point in my life. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gear? Yeah, enlightened but, centrism. Yeah. Oh. So much. But, no, but like I'm um, super socialist though. We're good with yeah. that. Nazis don't download our stuff. Go away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not also <laughs> endorsing anyone to join us. Just anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I'm really pissed off at Shasta Cola. Still though, <laughs> not over. <laughs> this, this episode brought to you by Shasta Cola. Oh damn it! We're Keep so pissed off, off at you. I'll tell you what. You know, what pisses me off is tribalism. All right, there, there you go. go. We gotta stop. Yeah, we gotta good. stop dehumanizing each other. It's bullshit. Absolutely. Join the grammar club. Well stated. Join the grammar. All right. Well, uh, why don't you introduce this last cut? But before that, uh, where can our listeners find your stuff? Patreon.com slash the grammar club. You get three songs a month and our entire back catalogs. Uh, all, See, all of our I, I messed Patreon you up. Content. It's 12 songs a month, three songs a week. I put that in your oh. head. Yeah, and it's my fault. Did my you? bad. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. We're also songs a month, three songs a week. We're uh, also you're, you're... available wherever albums can be purchased That's right. on the internet. <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> you can get our new album "Live Slow, Die Whenever" on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, or your streaming or purchasing site of choice. We're on. Also, title. you can go to thegrammarclub.com, listen to Radio Grammar Club there. That's right. And Thank check you. out all of our dope songs that you're not a Patreon, but you still want to check out some of our new cuts. That's where you can do it. Streaming nice. 24 hours a day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. The difference is you don't get to pick what you're listening to. We, yeah. we get yeah. to. The algorithm gets to. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It, all right. So, what's this next random cut? random weighted algorithm. Oh, yeah, let's talk the, about uh, the title track "Live Slow, Die Whenever." Now, I never dope. asked you guys this, but was it ever kind of meant to be almost like a Bond theme? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought. It yeah. was yeah. explicitly so. Yes, it was explicitly. <laughs> so. You you weren't there <laughs> for that. Last <laughs> I mean, I'm very happy that came through, but I'm like also surprised. I thought everyone was there for that part. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally cool. Yeah, no, it is supposed to be a Bond pastiche from the from the outset. What happened was Sean kept like mostly joking being like but Cheryl we can't put the album out without a title track knowing full well we've never had title tracks before so I was like <laughs> alright I mean I guess if we were going to do a title track it, the, to me this sounds like it'd be a Bond theme and I'm trying to write music just non-stop so I'll, I'll, I'll do this this is the idea for a song I'm going to try to write today and, and, and that day ended up being a good day and I wrote the song and there it was <laughs> yeah Fantastic. And then we well, all threw our, our, our we mix all threw our, yeah we all, everybody everybody I didn't I did I mean everyone wrote the song I wrote the demo and <laughs> I wrote enough for everyone else to contribute to and we finished it. All right, well here you go, listeners. Enjoy. Live slow. Die whenever. Your mission should you choose to accept it. Live slow. Die whenever. 
watch moss grow on me head to toe on me at the rate at which I Once again, that was Live Slow, Die Whenever, the title cut for the brand new release from the Grammar Club. I hope you enjoyed it. Once again, you can find their work at thegrammarclub.com or at thegrammarclub.bandcamp.com. Go there. Buy their stuff. So, dude, you got some weird stuff this week? I do. It is so great. It is so great. It is as if the weird news has been conspiring to like dovetail with our film festival somehow. I was going to share the tale of a man who had been faking Down syndrome in order to get uh, workers to bathe him and change his diaper, much like a movie we showed. But that is horrible. Yeah, that is horrifying in itself. No, you're going. I think you're going to hell if you do that. I think that you do. Yeah, you go yeah. straight to hell. There's an express lane for you. Yeah, that's 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 not you know something that you do lightly. I think that's that's a bad person thing. <laughs> that's a very 
very bad person on a lot of levels right yeah. there. You're just not a good person if you... Yeah, and you don't even have to attempt to murder the people that take care of you like in the movie. That's just <laughs> right there, it's bad. No, but the, the weird news is from none other than Ipswich in England. Ipswich? Yes. That sounds yes. vaguely Lovecraftian. It's very Lovecraftian. I'm intrigued. Proceed. Okay. A tormented mother living on Bramford Road with her two young children has been awakened almost nightly by a tinny, distant rendition of It's Raining, It's Pouring. She says the threatening undertone of the song has left her frightened and questioning whether she was imagining things. And after months of torment, she finally reported why it took her months. After months of torment, she finally reported the unusual complaint to the Ipswich Borough Council. All right, I'd like to stop right there. If the Ipswich Borough Council has, like, T-shirts or a patch or a hat or something, I would like one, please. <laughs> anyway. You know, you, before you go any further, when you when you said that, you did a pregnant pause, and I thought you were going to say that it was a tinny version of It's Raining Men, which didn't seem <laughs> like it would be as terrifying. As it's raining, no. it's pouring. I, However, yeah. if it was literally raining men, <laughs> that would be horrifying. Hallelujah. Yeah, no, that would be that would be a bloodbath, and it would be rough on your roof. <laughs> All right, anyway, the next time it happened, they, they being the Ipswich Borough Council, who should be sending me a T-shirt, they scrambled workers to her address, and she helped them track down the unnerving music to a loudspeaker which was installed at a, and I'm quoting here, industrial premises on the neighboring Farthing Road Estate Business Park. The council subsequently issued a press statement, which is as follows. This is unique in our experience. It was difficult to believe a nursery rhyme could be playing in the middle of the night. But we do take all complaints extremely seriously, and we asked the residents who connected us to let us know when it was actually playing so we could investigate properly. We took a call around midnight and went to the Branford Road area to find out more. And we did hear the nursery rhyme playing from an industrial premises. And it sounded very eerie at that time of night. We appreciate the people living nearby would find it quite spooky. <laughs> the premises operators blamed spiders. That's right. Spiders are responsible for playing a frightening version of it's raining it's pouring at midnight see the sound is only supposed so to wait, act as so a this is a, a band comprised solely of spiders <laughs> well that's what i thought too until i read further <laughs> that's even better than like under the sea and little mermaid <laughs> yeah under the it's raining men by spiders the sound is only supposed to act as a deterrent for opportunistic thieves who come onto our property, and it's designed to be heard only by people on our private land. So, okay, for real, like thieves are supposed to be scared by this. We're not. We're now aware of the problem, and the motion sensors are being triggered by spiders crawling across the lenses of our cameras. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we've had it turned up too loudly. They say. We Must would be an like idiom. to apologize for any local area residents that we've driven insane. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God, that is nuts. Gouged out their own ears to keep from hearing this horrifying song that happens every night at midnight. It wasn't our fault. It was the spiders. 
I was, I for one was glad that they were playing that song because it drowned out the ticking in the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's uh, that's my weird stuff that, from Ipswich. That is certainly worthy of Gord's weird stuff. Holy shit, that was great. That's one of the best ones you've done in a while. That's one of the best things I've read in a while. Wow. <laughs> that poor lady, man. I know. Who's going to believe her, really? Yeah, I keep hearing this at midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Move and then along. afterwards, when she tells him, no, it was just spiders. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, dude, uh, I'm not going to spend Steve. a lot of time on this uh, because, just because, PAX 2018 occurred in early September. Uh, once again, I attended with my friends. You did not attend. Because you totally true, suck. true, I did not. You that's totally reason. suck, and you are mm-hmm. a piece of shit, but that's okay. Terrible human being. Pretty much, yeah. You were missed, but your part was played by <laughs> our friend DZ. Oh, really? Who's kind of big to play you. Yeah, I was going to say. Let's not to put too fine a point on it. It's the tallest you've ever been. <laughs> that's kind of like the opposite of when Tom Cruise played, <laughs> you know, Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, so DZ joined us at uh, PAX 2018, and we had a pretty great time playing some games and uh, checking out some stuff. So I took a different approach this year. Uh, I did not have a press pass, so I did not really work it and do interviews. But instead, uh, since DZ was with me, I focused a little more on board gaming and was able to do a bunch of board game demos in addition to the normal independent uh, video game stuff that I like to chase down. So I was able to purchase a few cool uh, board games. Uh, There's a game that is uh, called Pocket Dungeon Quest, or PDQ for short, which uh, lays out on a little mat and you flip tiles over to reveal the dungeon, and you have to find uh, so many relics uh, before you and your party die. That was pretty fun. Picked up a game called uh, Burglar Bros, which is a heist game, and I picked up another game called uh, Cult Following, which is kind of a fun bullshit game where you, uh, you draw three cards and they give you tenets of your potential cult, and then you have to pitch the cult to prospective uh, cultists to try to recruit them into your cult. And uh, we were reading some of the cards, and they were pretty hilarious. And so it looks like that's going to be a good time. So those are the physical games I played. Uh, Video game-wise, it was all about the quest for Resident Evil. There's a new Resident Evil coming out, or really a remake of Resident Evil 2. And they had this awesome booth. And every day we would go to the line to go play the game, and it was constantly capped. And so finally, huh. the last day, I, I, I was like pissed because it was like foiling me, my efforts to play it. And so on Monday, I got there super early and I got in and I got to play it. And it was totally atmospheric and scary and fun. I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Uh, indie you didn't games. Pull the, the, you, do you have any idea who I am? Uh, you didn't do one of those? No, I didn't have a press pass line. this year. So Yeah, but you're still Steve Holitz, for God's sakes. Yeah, I, that doesn't have the kind of pull you think it does. Hmm. All right, go on. I am sorry to say. 
uh, some independent games that were awesome. Uh, a couple of these were from the uh, PAX 10, which is sort of the pre-selected best of the show. One of them is called Pray for the Gods, which is a really gorgeous sort of adventure game where you run and jump and fight monsters and things of that nature. And uh, you should watch the demo online. It is just beautiful looking. I think that one's coming out in early 2019. Uh, another game that was great, uh, totally different, was called With Friends Like These, where you p play... Imagine that uh, you and a friend are each part of like a figure eight. And the figure eight flies around. One lobe, I guess, of the figure eight, you would call, uh, is the engine of a ship. And the other end is the gun. But you're constantly crossing over barriers of different colors which reverse what you're doing. Oh, who's doing what? Okay. Exactly, yeah. And so you have to shoot all these cute monsters pop out and things fly at you. And so it's kind of a, a scrolling side shooter, but with the mechanic that you have to constantly switch off the duties with your friend. And it was totally fun, totally nice to look at, and uh, kind of nerve-wracking because you have to switch. Some Sometimes you're switching the technique that you're using very quickly. And so you're, you're communicating with your friend. You're like, oh, you got to switch. Okay, I'm, I'm the engine. Now. You're the gun. Uh, and try to try to get it done. It's a lot of fun. Very cute. Very cool. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to play more of that. Right uh, on. A couple of throwback sort of games. There's a game called Valferis, which is a heavy metal uh, scrolling platform shooter type of a thing. And uh, it reminds me of the old Psygnosis games that they used to have on the Amiga and the PC early in the day. Yeah. You know, oh, wow, okay. kind of H.R. Giger sort of art with m heavy metal music, like just kind of cool stuff. So that that one, uh, Valferis, once again, uh, that is out now, I think. And another game called that I know is out now called A Medieval, where it's you're just running balls out through a dungeon, and it is an old school eight bit dungeon looking thing, but like the early three D games. Like the very first ones, like Wolfenstein, that type of, of style. You're running as fast as you can through dungeons as things chase you, and you're firing fireballs with, you can, you know, get power-ups that are magic wands, fire fireballs and explode them. You have an axe that you can use at any time that doesn't use ammo to chop things <laughs> up. Totally crazy, high adrenaline rush type of a game, and uh, super fun. It absolutely takes you back. Well, that sounds cool. Uh, uh, now, here's this is a game that I didn't really care for, but Julie loved. It was called Untitled Goose Game. I Okay, I want to hear about this because, as I understand it, this game, you get to basically play the role of an asshole goose. You are an annoying motherfucker. And so the goose, you have a to-do list. And so it might be, there's a gardener, and he's got this big garden. And so it might be, get the gardener wet or steal his pumpkin, or take his lunch, or knock the rake over so that the gardener steps on it. You're just being an utter prick, and all you have is like your thumbstick to move it around and a honk button, <laughs> and a manipulate button, and it was fun watching it in a group. I think playing it at home would be super fucking annoying, because this game wouldn't, it wouldn't last in real life. The goose would pull this shit, and the... Literally, the gardener would shoot him with a shotgun. It would be over in five minutes. <laughs> I, I love the idea behind this game because my lovely wife, her antagonist in life is the goose population. Geese have chased her. Geese have attacked her. Geese have, have always had it in for my wife. 
And she's the one that first pointed out to me the geese are actual total assholes. And once you're aware of this and you start seeing it, you're like, yeah, geese are assholes. So a game where you get to be an asshole goose, that that this behavior has finally made it to the point where we as a society recognize that geese are assholes. I like it. I approve. Yeah, I, I was not a fan of the game, but Julie loved it. It was all she wanted to talk about, all she wanted to play. She is totally in 100% on Untitled Goose Game when it comes out. So I guess we'll have that to look forward to. Yeah, she'll be like getting you to try. Is there a multiplayer mode? Do you get to be a gaggle? I have no idea if that is possible at all. Like every night she's going to be, come on, Steve, let's, let's be geese. Do the goose thing. So uh, then for our evening entertainment, uh, we went to one of the concerts. We saw the one-ups who featured uh, Robbie from Super Soul Bros. They have kind of a, a jazzy, loungy sort of a thing going, their versions of video game music, and that was totally fun. And that was followed once again by the Mighty Bit Brigade, who uh, this time played The Legend of Zelda, which was super fun. So they did a speed round for those who have are familiar with them. They have one of their members uh, plays classic Nintendo, a speed round of a video game, while the rest of the band, they got two guitar players, a bass player, and a drummer, and they play a hard rock version of the soundtrack live for that game. And there are moments where, like, the video game player has to stop and run around and kind of cool his heels for a minute while the band catches up and finishes the segment of the song <laughs> that they were playing, and then they go forward. But, uh, always i've seen them i think four times now and they're freaking great they're so entertaining it is just such fun great music great eye candy it's totally a good time so you don't want to miss bit brigade if they come to your town and once again we uh saw acquisitions incorporated which is essentially live dungeons and dragons as if it were a rock concert it was played in a full concert hall and uh once again uh the dm chris perkins is freaking amazing and uh, it was a great story the the module actually you can buy now Dungeons and Dragons I guess I should say has released it and it is uh, the story of a heist essentially where a dark elf gives your crew missions to uh, perform a heist on this bank vault and it was pretty funny so the the, uh, Acquisitions Incorporated uh, people who it's uh, Jerry Holkins and Mike Krahulik from Penny Arcade uh, it is Patrick Rothfuss, who has uh, been playing with them for years, the uh, New York Times award-winning author, and Morgan Webb, who plays Strix. Uh, they're put together to uh, sort of do this heist, and the, the first thing starts out as a night at the theater. And so the idea is that you're in your box at the theater, and this dark elf comes and gives you the plans for the heist. And Patrick Rothfuss, playing a thief, decides to try to pickpocket the dark elf who gives him the heist and he immediately gets stabbed and loses all his hit points but one and so basically they spend two hours fucking around trying to heal up like they screwed up everything they possibly could in this scenario (laughs) it was an absolute clusterfuck and at one point chris perkins goes yeah, uh, we're going to have to knock off early because there was no way we're even going to get to the vault. <laughs> so I was like, that'll have to be the next session because they, they just screwed everything up. But it's hilarious to listen to or watch. Uh, it just came out as a podcast, so you ought to uh, definitely check it out. Uh, DZ joined us, and as he said, he said that his cheeks hurt for three days from laughing so hard. So I think that was a pretty good description. It was super funny, and it was a good time. And it's cool to see something that, you know, we used to play in 
our garage or our bedroom or whatever elevated to the level of like being a rock concert. It's really cool to see D&D being supported like that. Uh, super fun. And uh, I'd say check it out. Right on. I, it sounds awesome. I will check it out. Yeah. So uh, why don't we listen to another tune and then do a little multimedia triage? All right. Let's do that thing. How about uh, a song, another song from Live Slow, Die Whenever. Uh, a salute to the uh, Jason Voorhees' favorite DJ. This is called Radio Chad. Oh, Chaddy Daddy, we need to hear you on the radio. We found a battery, so come on, tell us where we need to go. Get us together, we won't make you fix the car. No, no. It's time for better. We know you be a baseball star. When you
Hi, this is Glenn Case of the Grammar Club, and you are listening to The Bone Bat Show. No bones or bats were harmed in the making of this feature. We are back with Hawk Talk with Stephen Beefy, the number one NFL show on the internet. Number one. Hour three, as we break down the Seahawks' loss to Chicago last night, 24-17. You know, Beefy, you would think that with all the troubles that the Seahawks have had in the defensive backfield, being injuries, Trey Flowers was out, Bobby Wagner was out, K.J. Wright was out, you would think that in this game the defense would be the problem. But that was not the case. Somehow, the defense that they put on the field, even though they had a guy who was on the streets a week ago and a rookie, they still managed to hold it together. At the end of the day, it was Russell Wilson, the franchise, who let the team down. I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. I refuse to believe it. And I'm protesting and and petitioning that this is an alternate reality. (laughs) I don't believe that these things are happening. Like I, I Russell's supposed to be the one that's like clearing all these things. He's supposed to be our, I mean, I don't want to say savior, but hallelujah. Most of the time. Yeah, it's true. And how many, it's so rare when you see the touchdown pass he threw to Tyler Lockett last night, it was perfection. Corner the end zone. Tyler is double covered. The ball drops down between the arms of the defender right into Tyler's hands. Touchdown Seahawks. It was amazing. So he, on the one hand, he's still doing that amazing stuff. Now, granted, mm-hmm. the offensive line is terrible. They, yeah. he, he got sacked five times in the first half. He's unable to stand in the pocket too much and just deliver passes unmolested. And yet, he's still, at the end of the day, in fourth quarter, in crunch time, when you're expecting it from him, he had a tough night. That's what was the most unexpected. when you when you Because you expect Russell at this point to fourth quarter it, like, okay, well, guys, you guys kept it too close. You guys kept it too close in the fourth quarter. My boy Russ is going to do Russell things. He's put it's the team so on his back him. so many times. So many times. And I think I just take it for granted now. Like it's a new season. Everything is fresh. We have brand new players all the time. You can't expect Lockett to do everything like miraculous because he still had to, that touchdown pass still had to go through defenders hands. You know, like it wasn't, wasn't like a, a wide open situation. as No, but, I mean, it was a perfect, he placed that ball perfectly. It was wonderful. Like, it couldn't be better. So but, it's, it's sad when you see it on the him, but I mean, the, uh, clearly Pete Carroll needs to give me a call and put me on the line, <laughs> get some beef on that line protect russell and that's all we gotta do is get protect him like his mama yeah that's true all right well when we come back for the next segment jermaine effetti why is he still a seahawk some people say that john schneider owes him money other people say that he has compromising pictures of schneider you be the judge when we come back hawk talk with Stephen beefy yo yeah Y'all. Yeah, you know I live that sweet life. Country in the west side. Mean the venting and you're sitting ringside. Sand dunin' in, we're tearing it up. I finished leveling up. I got this big ass truck, yeah. It's a staple here around my community. I'm riding high at each and every truck opportunity. All the bells and whistles, yeah, I got that. If you got a problem, needs a truck, we can solve that. All that. It's got a ton of torque and spin. It's got a lot of good truck stuff, I'm sure of it. Ready y'all weather, the seats got fake leather, and the dealer told me that I couldn't get much better now.
From the Grammar Club, and you are listening to the Bone Bat Show. All right, once again, that was Radio Chad from Live Slow, Die Whenever. So, Gord, uh, got any multimedia triage this week? Man, so much stuff. So much stuff is going on. You know, Bojack Horseman started the new season. Okay. I've watched one episode. This is one of those shows that I love. I love so much. And yet I, I don't, I still wouldn't recommend it to anyone. It's like, you just love this show or you don't. And yeah. if you don't, I get it. But it's starting out fan-fucking-tastic, and I think it's going to be a great season. What else has started? Ozark Season 2 has started. I've watched two episodes of that. It is absolutely killing it. I have nice. a good authority that the whole season is excellent. Looks like they're really fleshing out some of the some of the characters from season one as well as bringing on some new antagonists so that's that's pretty awesome and steve i gotta tell you venture brothers this season is the best it's been since season one it is so much fun this season i am i am back to laughing out loud the episodes are are fast and snappy and creative and just freaking wonderful so if you've not been watching the new venture brothers season you really got to get on it i'm behind i just saw the uh cliffhanger the first two episodes or three episodes that whatever that that first arc was and uh i haven't caught up since then so i've got a couple of at least two shows to catch up on i think yeah you know that little arc Mm -hmm. i i actually thought that was like the whole season i thought they did another one of those little like we've done some stuff and now we're (laughs) off doing something else I was so happy when, like, the next episode came out. I'm like, wait, it's, it's not done. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more to do. Cool. That's uh, going on. So what really, else? Yeah, there's, there's uh, I think, at least two or three more series of uh, Marvel stuff on Netflix that has come out. Had you seen Luke Cage Season 2? Yeah, but it's all the shitty stuff. Yay, Luke Cage. Yay, more Iron Fist. Yeah, Ugh. but I think uh, somebody who said that pre- recently, a uh, friend on Facebook, was saying that actually it's heads and shoulders above the last season of Iron Fist, which isn't saying much. That was kind of a slog, but they're saying it's an improvement. So there you go. Uh, well, I talked to someone who watched, who made it through the first season of Iron Fist and liked it kind of. Mm. And they say that like season two, they, they quit after one episode. They got through one episode and just went, no. Really? I'm, okay. Yeah. Just terrible. Yeah, I didn't finish Jessica Jones either, so we're pretty behind on uh, a lot of the Marvel series there. Yeah, and I'm not going to finish Jessica Jones. I got like 10 episodes into that, and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? There's so much, there's stuff you can watch, and it's enjoyable. And that's the second season or the first one? Whatever the most recent season yeah, of Jessica Jones is. Right. Huh. Yeah, it's all addiction and mommy issues. It's it's not anything else. That's not I fun mean, superhero shit. Yeah, I, really, I, that's that's I not fun. You. you know what is kind of fun though? Uh, did you know that there's a new Purge series on uh, USA? 
You like all that torture porn, murder, murder, I murder don't, stuff. I haven't even seen. I've seen the first one like on cable. But this sh- the show is fun. Remember I oh, told yeah? you that we went to the... Um, when we went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, that the Purge stuff was super fun. That, like, when you take it out of the element of the kind of mediocre movies and put it on a studio back lot, that was a good time. And the series so far is a lot of fun. We've watched the first two episodes, and it's totally entertaining. It takes place during a Purge night, and I guess the whole series is going to be over one night. And they have these different characters from different walks of life and how they're dealing with the fact that there's a uh, one night a year where uh, everything is lawless. And so, uh, so far, it's so good. Uh, I think it's on Wednesday nights, and uh, so there'll be another one tomorrow. The first two were uh, pretty fun. I liked it. All right, question. Yes. If, if you're doing this purge thingy and everything's legal, what about the people who, who are in charge? Is it legal to, like, go and, you know, kill the... Whatever it is, no, the Council of a, Elders, or there's a there's some stipulation on the show that people of they like say class A people are out of bounds. You're not allowed to. Yeah, see, but how do you know if somebody's a class A person or whatever? <laughs> I, and that's that's part of the the on the show is that there's a bunch of these people who are the kind of the organizers who are at a party, kind of a lock in party. So yeah. You know, shit's going to go down there, obviously, and we'll see what happens. But uh, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. You know, I watched kind of a throwback thing for the second time in my life. I watched Being John Malkovich. Mm -hmm. What a great movie. That movie absolutely holds up. It is so weird and wonderful. And there's so much going on in that movie that I forgot about. If you haven't watched Being John Malkovich in a decade... I think you should check that movie out. It's great. I didn't realize that Cameron Diaz was like the the mousy little wife with the, the big frizzy hair and with all the messed up animals that she's adopting. This was, must have been before they like had decided that she was going to become a blonde, polished, sexy, whatever the heck. And uh, I don't know. There are, there are a few people in that movie that I'm like, oh, you went on to do other cool stuff. Besides, you know, John Malkovich, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> right. Huh. Yeah, yeah that, that's fun. I haven't now, stumbled across it on cable or anything recently, so I haven't had a chance to revisit it. I actually went out and purposefully watched it. It, it wasn't a stumble upon. It was like, I'm going to watch this again. Uh, and then I watched a movie called Siren. Now, there's roughly 698,000 movies named Siren. I figured out the- what I was confusing it with. I was confusing it with The Lure. Okay. Yeah, not the same movie. Right. Siren is, this is the one in, in 2016 starring nobody I've ever heard of. And it's it's a bachelor party gone bad. These guys go out on a bachelor party. They're going to, four guys going to go out on a night on the town, show their, show their buddy a good time. And they end up going out to this way out in the middle of nowhere kind of club where some really, really crazy stuff can happen. And things go very, very bad. I'm not giving too much away. I think this is in the synopsis. They try to help this girl escape from what they what they perceive as possible uh, sexual slavery. But she's a siren. <laughs> Hi, Jinx and Sue. It's cool. It is a fun, sexy demon bloodbath kind of film to watch. Okay. If you're into that kind of thing. And who isn't, I ask you. 
I dug it. <laughs> and then you and I actually both watched the same movie. Yes. Not at the same time. We watched Upgrade. Upgrade is great. I love that movie. That was totally, yeah. Somebody said it was totally reminiscent of those old Vestron video movies in the 80s. Absolutely. Oh, it, it absolutely was. was. Fun, check your brain at the door, sort of sci-fi, violent, gruesome, gritty action film, which I, I just, I like that kind of thing, so I'm on board with it. And it was really well executed. The main actor does a great job uh, as somebody who is sharing his body with a artificial intelligence. Yeah, and the, the only reason I like this movie was because it was so well executed, because I figured out the plot in like the first five minutes. And no, you didn't. I knew the whole movie. I'm like, you oh, so didn't. this is going to, and then that, okay. and then I did it. Well, you were ahead of me then. I, I I didn't, the main twist, I did not figure out. All right, so you know what? Maybe, and Steve, Steve, to your credit, I give you all kinds of crap all the time, but you do watch movies with intent, and you do pick up on, on cues. So you know what? Maybe other people won't know the whole movie in the first five minutes but the what i refer to as the mr roboto spite scenes were were just They're, wonderful yes, and it's awesome fantastic it's in the trailer too so it's not giving a lot away but uh when he turns his his body over this guy's injured badly and so to get his spine working again he has he's formed a symbiosis with this ai and the AI is badass. And so he is able to take over his body and do things he can't do. Check out the trailer. It's super fun. But if you yeah. like stuff like Minority Report, Blade Runner, you know, Philip K. Dick stuff, like Gritty, Sci-Fi, Robocop, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy this film. It's a lot of fun. For being such an advanced AI and enabling him to do all these amazing things, it's crazy that it can only move at right angles. <laughs> when he was fighting it's like everything like like he could only be in right angles it was but it was great when you think about that though as an actor how, how do you convey that it's uh, it's no longer a human movement it's a robot movement so it's artificial but it's artificial on purpose i think so that, oh for sure yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's obvious to you as the viewer who is in control of his body at any given time yeah, it was like he was doing that old dance, the robot, right. <laughs> and making but surprise like expressions doing the with robot his face. And fucking up bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> with the whole time going, well, how am I doing this with this face? That yeah, was the, the best look part. Look at his face. That, that takes some good acting, I think, to look totally befuddled as you're kicking ass with your limbs. Yeah. It was nicely done, yeah. Good. Totally fine. Uh, a couple other movies I saw recently. Uh, another grindhousey sort of thing that I just saw. Mandy! Oh my god, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. The latest Nicolas Cage film and this film is just like this psychedelic heavy metal mindfuck. Imagine if Dario Argento did a live action movie of the heavy metal cartoon and you might have something closely approximating Mandy. It is just fucking weird and crazy and parts of it are slow and garish and eye candy. Other parts are loud, over-the-top violence, action, craziness. I was just enthralled watching my TV for two hours while I was checking out this film. So uh, I would say it's currently VOD just about everywhere. 
if that sounds interesting to you, then you should absolutely check it out. This movie is not going to be for some people. If you're squeamish or you don't like stuff that's pretty psychedelic, weird, sort of artsy, you may not like it either. There are slow parts that are kind of reminiscent of Blade Runner 2049. It's kind of the slower parts of that film. But it's the eye candy on the screen is amazing. So it's a gorgeous film. Uh, if you can see it on the big screen, do so. If you can't, you should still definitely see it on video on demand or whatever. Though. Don't see it on your phone. You'll want to see it on the TV because it just oh. looks good. Is it also in theaters? Yes, it is, but limited release. It's here in Seattle for like a week, and then it's going to be gone. So, hmm. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm last, seeing it. Last film I saw, we uh, saw White Boy Rick this weekend, which is a uh, crime drama based on a true story about this guy, uh, Rick Rashi, I think his name is, who was a drug dealer in Detroit in the 80s. And, yeah, uh, you know, I listened to a podcast about this like did you? two years ago, five years ago. I can't remember. But yeah, it was like a, I don't even remember what podcast it was. Evidently story. this guy. Yeah, the guy uh, ended up having the longest no- sentence for a nonviolent crime in like Michigan history that he just got out like a year ago. He spent 30 years in the prison for essentially just selling drugs. And uh, it's kind of very interesting story. The acting in it is very good. Matthew McConaughey's in it. He plays the father, and uh, he does a great job. It, it, the cinematography makes it really feel like Detroit. As somebody who's spent a little time there, um, it, it has that feel to it. It feels absolutely authentic, and uh, it's a good crime movie. So uh, if that sort of thing interests you, if you like stuff like Goodfellas, you know, check out this film. It's good. Right on. I plan on watching it. All right. And, you know, the other thing that uh, we've both been digging on is the new Clutch album, which we promised to talk about, Book of Bad Decisions. I absolutely enjoy this one. Uh, You know, I was a little sort of telling you beforehand, my hopes weren't up because the last one was so really good. I mean, Clutch is always good. But every once in a while, they knock one out of the park and uh, like Blast Tyrant and Psychic Warfare is another one where it's just a great fucking album. And so, you know, I was expecting a little drop off, but Book of Bad Decisions is fucking great. Oh, it's it's good. I wouldn't put it on the same level as as those two CDs. I wouldn't either, but it's still really good. Uh, Give Me the Keys, great song. How to Shake Hands, which is a, a hard rock song that has all kinds of political sloganeering in it. I think it is just so much fun. That's one of my favorites. In Walks Barbarella's the third tune in the Firebirds trilogy. A little yeah, more yeah. sci-fi. And for God's sakes... Hot Bottom Feeder, they got a song about how to make fucking crab cakes. That's how cool this band is. And I tried the recipe, and it is tasty. That's like (laughs) You did, yeah. You know, the song I really dig is the one about the the lawyers in the barn. (laughs) That's a good one. Was it Paper and Strife, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. I listen to them, and I'm never looking at the titles when I'm... I'm... Well, and the titles aren't written on the CD anywhere. It's, you've got the lyric book and then the sticker that came on the cover. So it's kind of hard to tell what everything is called. But uh, Yeah. Weird Times is another good song. Ghoul Wrangler. You know what? I good. think Ghoul Wrangler is actually the one about the lawyers in the barn. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good album. I like it a lot. Yeah, you know, I do have one complaint about it, though. What's this is going to be one of those Steve Rolls' eyes complaints. I don't like the production values on it. Really? 
Yeah, really. How so? It it doesn't sound as good as the the last few albums. Just a whole full rich sound. It sounds there, there's just a little bit too much high end. It's a little too tinny. I actually uh, listened to it and then thought, oh, maybe I, just the way I took the CD and encoded it in FLAC wasn't very good. And um, I tried a different program to encode it in FLAC using a, a different version of FLAC. And no, it's it's just a little too tinny for me. Hmm, that's weird. I, I've been listening to it in the car on the CD player. So admittedly, that's the mo- not the most hi-fi way to listen to it. But it sounds good to me. I don't know. Huh. I, I didn't notice that particular problem. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's a Gordon thing. It could be. Huh. But still, it's, anyway, it's good rock and roll. Lots of good stuff for people to check out right now. Yeah, and they should. Cool. All right. Well, uh, if you don't have anything else, I think we got to get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here, Steve. All right. Well, thank you once again to all the members of the Grammar Club who joined us tonight. Shale Riley. Beefy, of course, Glenn Case, Ale Sean Stone, and Ty Gwenley. Uh, Tanner, sorry we missed you, man, but uh, hopefully we can reconnect down the road. Oh, dude, I almost forgot. On September 30th, Kim from the Horror Honeys and I will be live-tweeting the film Corpse Grinders. We had uh, picked this movie up at the same time at Crypticon last year and made a plan to do this a long time ago. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be Sunday night, uh, September 30th at 8 p.m. And this is a movie about a company that makes... You'll be interested in this. It's a company that makes cat food out of dead bodies. So uh, it fits right (laughs) into your lifestyle. And uh, anybody who wants to get a copy of the movie and uh, make some jokes with us on the Internet, uh, we would love to have you. Yeah, well, that sounds awesome and all, except as soon as you said live tweet, that would imply Twitter, which made me get up out of my chair and walk away from this podcast because (laughs) I don't use Twitter. It is a vile, a vile cauldron of scum and villainy. So you'll fit right in. (laughs) It seems like you went further away than that, but... uh, Anyway, one last thing. I'm even thing. further now. <laughs> one last thing I wanted to mention yeah, before you come back is that uh, the fine folks at... You uh, can't make me come back. <laughs> the folks at uh, the Grave Plot Podcast are starting their own film festival, Gord. Yeah. Yeah, they have a, Are they going to do it on Twitter? They're not. Uh, they just started an Indiegogo campaign. Uh, this festival will take right, place... maybe I'll come back. ...early in... 2019 and uh, you can find uh, more information about that at graveplotfilmfest.com Alright then, fine I'll, I'll walk back into this podcast as long as you stop trying to live Twitter my tweet, whatever <laughs> Our usual bullshit the show phone number is 425-296-6557 or you can reach us via email at steve at bonehand.com Got new content on Bonehand.com every once in a while. It's also the home of the Heavy Half Hour. And you can find my stuff at MightyWombat.com. And we're also on Facebook. We got a Bone Bat page over there. We do. Probably going to have a film festival page over there on Facebook uh, pretty soon. It's there. You find it's my already stuff up there. You can uh, follow it now. Uh, get news about the film festival. Uh, when the Kickstarter goes live, you'll be able to follow it there. 
Uh, there will be trailers every day during the Kickstarter. Uh, so there's lots of cool stuff to see and do once we get that going in earnest. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Bonehand over there. We also have a Bonebat Twitter feed where uh, I'm most likely to post additional information about the uh, film festival, plus likes for bands that we are friends with and filmmakers, so it's a good thing to keep an eye on. Uh, again, thank you for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Tell a lot of friends. A last tune tonight. Uh, I think we're going to do uh, one that uh, leans a little bit towards the beefy side. Uh, as mentioned in the interview, this song is called Food Court Pretzel. I hope you dig it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gordon. Have a good one. I do have a good one. Oh, look, homo wistas, it's beefy from Grammar Club. They got me chained in the lab because they can't get enough. The blood I bleed on an MP3, I do it for love. And I don't even really think I need a second lung. I made a deal with the devil, you know it's ironclad. I flop my riches above you like I was Iron Man. Pop like Peter Parker, your head put into a locker. You're thinking that you're the venom, but basically you're the shocker. Man, it's mad at a titan, the superpowers colliding. The screaming and they're all frightened, I'm actually kind of excited. Absolutely delighted, and everybody is fighting. It just is about to get right, and I'm about to call in the lightning like boom, bam. Prep the casualties for evac. Middle of a massacre, exactly. Where I be at, feedback, baby, baby, I don't need that. Turn the rainforest, be like where them trees are. So pretty, just like I am, so faded. Got a siren and a gun, and you know that I'm gon' get it. I've been here a hot minute, so more that I might quit it. Got a cup full of unicorn blood and a slow sip, and I'm a beefcake. It poured like a speed race. I'm keeping the straight face while she running third base. I'm staring in deep space for something to take place. So empty your suitcase, get ready for my games. Mystery and reveling like finding a G spot. Frankly, ain't nobody got it better than we got. Fully numb, skull rock, steady, and be. Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the Peacock The sweet spot is whenever I'm within earshot Mix up X and Eric cause I'm bringing the onslaught Running with a crew of maniacs in a crackpot And isn't that the dude that got caught kissing the mascot? I ain't judging, homie, do what you do Just keep in mind you gotta dry clean that thing when you're through And if you're not a garbage person, you can hang with the crew Y'all right, piece of shit pricking, talking to you They think it's funny that they tricked a bunch of people Into voting for a puppet that was purely fucking evil While the ones that perpetrated it were also being used By the Kremlin and Cambridge Analytica reviews Dropped off, two star, second rate, rise up, kick them out, investigation is a state, civil war, never that, democracy, liberate, come together, join a hand, vote them out, and dominate, and while you're at it, maybe chill with the guns, and while you're in there, maybe you can stop warring with drugs, and treating every single dark-skinned person as thugs, and I can promise I'll go back to comic books, man, I'm done. JK, DTW, I'm dope, this rap was taking fat, so what's your favorite fat joke? I'm just being factual, if you're just a casual, you may not know that I drink a whole tub of Tabasco, every day with the sight of some rage too, white's a kid that represents a really weird and I'm stuck in the maze too The inner press can touch you if you don't let them phase you I hope my girls run their game like an ad block Stuffing out fake ass trolls with a full stop Meet a nice chubby young boy at a GameStop Ten years later holding hands watching Ragnarok And he better follow through when he says things But that he can still work a job while he chase dreams Make sure that he's a good match for my kidneys Trust your parents' kids cause they all did the same things Yeah I'm almost done Thanks for joining me this evening Hope that you had fun And if you don't my sweaty beefy you gon' get these hugs And after nights like this yo I'm in love with everyone Best in the world, I'm so special Greatest damn rapper, I got three gold medals Let your heart be free if the state won't let you Unrelated, I could really use a food court pretzel Like legit, that'd be tasty I am some fucking guy you've never heard of This is your fucking podcast Speaking of song titles um, I, So I was listening to the album, of course And uh 
I kept thinking that food court pretzel should have been called full court pretzel. Full court pretzel? Because I keep on offense. The, the yeah, extra pun. I, I think that's a better name for that song. I don't know. It's just me. <laughs> that don't make sense at the end of the song, then. No, it makes I mean, no sense at all. It, it just makes zero sounds sense kind of bitching is all. It just it does sound. Make sense anyway. I wouldn't lie to you just tell you that it'd be lying to say that I haven't named a song after something that would just be bitchin'er. That would just be more bitchin' <laughs> if I named it something cooler. Right? That that's just how you do things. That's just the best way to do it. Boost what? This.